This is episode 145, dealing with suicidal thoughts with Natasha. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Welcome to my first time listeners. I know a lot of you have heard me on other podcasts lately, so thanks for coming over. Every episode is different. Every Wednesday is a live life coaching episode, and every Saturday is either a short interview or me riffing on something. So scroll through the archives, see which episode titles resonate with you. And I know the title of this one may sound a bit serious, maybe even a little daunting, but actually... My intention is that this is an uplifting episode because I'm going to be talking about how to get out of the darkness that a lot of us feel, not just those people who suffer from depression or may have suicidal thoughts, but just the heaviness that we as human beings sometimes experience. I'm actually feeling particularly light and grateful right now because I just got back from Austin where I was speaking at my dear friend, soul brother, Aubrey Marcus's mastermind. Um, Aubrey and I have been friends for about five years now and have taught together a couple times and I was honored to speak at his mastermind. It was such an incredible group of people. So anybody that was there, if you're listening, I'm giving you a big shout out. And the majority of the people in the room were men. One thing that I really respect about Aubrey is he he's like a manly dude. Like he runs a huge supplement and human optimization companies, has tattoos, he works out, he says fuck. <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna get an explicit rating on this episode. And a lot of men can relate to him. I'm not saying that that describes all men, but he's just a very masculine man who also has opened his heart and done his consciousness work. So he's attracting a lot of men to this work and to consciousness. And I was deeply moved by everyone there, ladies, you too, but especially the men. I spoke and then two men came up and received live coaching from me. And both of them were so courageously vulnerable. It was beautiful. I think a lot of the the audience was crying as well. I was definitely moved. And I share this because I know I have a lot of female listeners and I hear from a lot of women and I've been part of these conversations too, I will admit, say, where are all the conscious men? You know, I go to these self-help events and it's all women and even it's mostly women that call in on this show and ask for coaching. So men, if you want to be coached on this show, I really, really would love to coach more men here. Again, not that I don't love the ladies. I love you ladies. Just, you know, getting some harmony and some polarity in here. Anyway, I hear a lot of women say, where are the conscious men? Why aren't they doing the work? They're out there. They're there. I met like 70 of them (laughs) this weekend. So let's stop saying there aren't men doing the work because there are. And we are hearing this as the rise of the feminine, but it's not just the rise of the feminine in women. It's the rise of the feminine in men. We, We have both. And it's also the rise of the divine masculine. It's been the shadow masculine that's been leading the paradigm for so many thousands of years. So let's rise together. Let's have the rise of the feminine and the rise of the masculine, but of the divine feminine and the divine masculine or the healthy, if you don't like the word divine, how about healthy masculine, healthy feminine? 
Because as we rise together, as we balance the masculine and feminine inside of us, then we can respect and honor the masculine or feminine in the opposite sex as well. So thank you again to everyone that was at the mastermind. Thank you to Aubrey. Thank you to the two men who came up and let me coach them. The next opportunity to work with me live and receive live coaching from me, other than being a guest on the show, is my masterclass coach training in San Diego. Time is running out to register. It is June 30th and July 1st in San Diego, but we do have some spots left. And my London workshop is already halfway full and we're still a month out. It is July 21st in London. Go to christinehasser.com slash London. Grab your ticket soon. So like I said, today's a very important episode because we discuss depression and suicidal thoughts. This is especially timely with the news of two well-known suicides in the U.S. a couple weeks ago. Mental health is something I'm incredibly passionate about and is one of the things that inspires me to do this podcast every week. My hope is that by you listening to the callers who so vulnerably share on this show, you realize that you're not alone in your struggles and you gain some tools for navigating them. One of the reasons so many people feel depressed is because they feel alone, like they just don't belong and like they just do not matter. Well, I'm here to tell you that is just not true. You are not alone. You do belong. And you absolutely 100,000 million percent do matter. I encourage you to really take this episode in and also listen to my Coach's Corner episode with Dr. Gail Saltz, a leading psychiatrist, where we talk about mental health in more detail and also discuss the gifts that come with labels and diagnoses like depression, anxiety, bipolar, ADHD, and much more. I also want to let you know that in this coaching call with Natasha, I talk about establishing more of a connection with a higher power, and I expand on that in the breakdown after the session, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Before I give you some things to consider while listening, I want to thank our sponsors and alert you to some of the special offers they have for you. First, Havenly. Havenly is the most delightful way to design spaces in your home on any budget. Partner with an interior designer to create a more beautiful design based on your unique style and space. You can buy what you love directly through Havenly's platform with access to hundreds of retailers and guaranteed best prices. With summer on the way, isn't it time to see how a Havenly interior designer would decorate your home? Just in time for summer parties, a fresh look, Havenly designers are here to help you get your place looking beautiful. They've helped more than 10,000 customers and starting at just $79 per room, working with a Havenly designer will make decorating your living space your easiest, most delightful summer project. Because everyone deserves a beautiful living space. It really matters. The environment we're in, it matters. So start by taking the free Havenly style quiz. It's a fun way to learn your unique style design and helps Havenly match you with the perfect designer to put together the perfect room. Turn your Pinterest board or your vision board into reality. Try Havenly today by visiting havenly.com slash over it and get 25% off your design package. That's Havenly, H-A-V-E-N-L-Y dot com slash over it for 25% off your first design package. And we have a new sponsor to the show. going to tell you about it, but first let's talk about leggings. I love leggings. I live in leggings. Leggings are so much more than workout clothes. Great leggings are truly a necessity. I really mean that. I live in them. I travel in them, but that doesn't mean they should cost a fortune. That's why I'm so glad I found fabletics.com. Fabletics, co-founded by Kate Hudson, is premium activewear at a great value. They make the world's best leggings. That's right. World's best. You get performance, quality, and style for two to three times less than other activewear brands. Fabletics clothes are designed to move with you. 
through your lightest workouts and your most intense. So whether you're lounging in the house or chasing the kids around or catching a plane like me, they're guaranteed to support you in any activity. Their leggings are available in sizes extra, extra small to 3X and in petite, regular, and tall length. I love that they deliver on a performance level so you can get the most out of your workout, but they're still cute so you can wear them anywhere. Serious from bar class, B-A-R-R-E, to brunch, Fabletics has you covered. I challenge you to try these and tell me they're not the best. When you visit the site for the first time, you're given a style quiz, then Fabletics personalizes your shopping experience so your favorite styles rise straight to the top. You can shop as a guest or become a VIP. Spoiler, becoming a VIP is the best way to shop. You get 40 to 50% off retail prices and gain access to tons of other exclusive sales and perks. I signed up as a VIP and it's awesome. Every month, Fabletics releases cool new styles. It's definitely something I look forward to. Imagine your favorite store was offering you a discount on all merchandise for the rest of your life. And all you had to do was visit the store each month to check out what was new with absolutely no pressure to buy. You'd sign up immediately. That's the value you get from a Fabletics VIP membership. I love being a VIP and you will too. So here's your call to action. Go to fabletics.com slash over it now to get two pairs of their amazing leggings for just 24 bucks. Seriously, these are the world's best leggings. They're $99 value and you get two, two for only $24. Y'all, that's an amazing deal. Go to fabletics, F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S.com slash over it. Fabletics dot com slash over it. All right. So back to Natasha, as you're taking in this episode, consider, have you ever questioned the point of your life? Have you ever had suicidal thoughts, even just for a fleeting moment? Do you struggle with depression? And if you do, do you hide it from others and maybe even feel a little guilty because your life looks good from the outside? Do you feel like you belong? Do you feel connected to yourself, to others, to the universe? Keep these questions in mind as we dive into my session with Natasha. Natasha, welcome to the show. What's your question? I contacted you after the recent um, suicides in the news, and that had happened for me shortly after a suicide in my circle of um, people, someone I didn't really know but had met. Um, so for me, um, so, you know, after that, there were so many people talking about, I can't believe this happened. And, um, you know, these are people that have achieved so much and all these different things. And for me, though, I could very much relate um, to these people. And for me, I kind of felt like I 100% get it. And it's a, it's a conversation that my husband and I have had, and he doesn't get it. And I, I do battle with those kinds of feelings. I thought, well, I'm going to reach out to Christine mm-hmm. <laughs> and see if she wants to talk about these things mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you say battle with these kind of feelings, um, mm-hmm. what kind of feelings are you describing? The feeling that there is no point, I, I think is a feeling. I mean, I obviously don't know what feelings exactly someone else has, mm-hmm. but my personal feeling is that it's kind of hard to go day to day. And I have ups and downs and things are good, but you know, I just, I have a hard time seeing the point. The of point. Things. Mm-hmm. What do you want the point to be? And how would you know if you saw it? I have no idea. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So let me just backtrack a little bit because I want to acknowledge what you brought up, okay. which was the, the suicides okay. that of both the person that you knew and of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Um, Uh In my Coach's Corner episode with Dr. Gail Saltz, she is a psychiatrist and she talks a little bit about that. So that will be a good episode for you to listen to and for everybody else listening. Okay. 
it's impossible for me or I think anyone else to be able to explain suicide. You know, there's so many different variables that go into it, everything from mental health, disorders, diseases, karma, you know, it's, it's, I don't think that anyone could ever explain it, especially in a way that, that makes sense. And then there's also people that feel really, really depressed. And there's a difference between feeling depressed and asking the questions that you're asking and actually thinking of ways to harm yourself. So have you gone that mm-hmm. far? Like, have you thought about if you took your own life, how you'd do it? No. Okay. Not recently. Not recently or not ever? No, not recently. So you have gone there. But before, the pre, yes, pre okay. having kids, which was decades ago. But since then, no. Okay. Okay. And how far did you get down that road? Far enough. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's just so horrible to say this stuff out loud. Um, well, this is part of just, how, hold on. Let me just, let me just re encourage yeah. you. So just take a breath. And first, I just really want to honor your bravery. And I really, even though I just want you to focus on you, this is about you right now. I want you to know that this is going to help a lot of people because you're not the only one who has felt this way. So really, 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 Natasha, I'm just really holding you so much compassion and how we liberate ourselves from shame is we bring it into the light. And you're being held with so much light and so much love. And part of the reason so many people suffer is because they're so ashamed to talk about what you're having the courage to talk about right now. So I just really encourage you and give you full permission to let go of any judgment and also know that you are so not alone in this. A lot of people really feel stuck in a really dark place and somebody could be listening to this right now, who is in the place that you were in years ago and could be helped. That said, I just want you to focus on you right now. Okay. Okay. So take me back there and tell me, tell me, yeah, yeah. How far you got in terms of the planning of it? I, on two occasions, one of which I can't remember very well, um, took a lot of pills and mm-hmm. then got scared. So mm-hmm. I, I did take it that far. Okay. Okay. And you got scared. So scared enough to stop. Yes. I started feeling very weird. <laughs> so I asked for help and, and was taken care of. Beautiful. Beautiful. So there must be a point because you didn't go all, you didn't follow through. Something kept you here. Mm-hmm. And this is where fear can be really useful. Thank God that fear came in. And thank God that it motivated you to ask for help. And and maybe one of the lessons in all this is that asking for help is probably an area of growth for you and of opportunity for you. Could be. So let me ask you this. How was that moment a pivot point in your life? How was it a pivot point? Mm-hmm. It didn't really, I mean, it didn't really feel like a pivot point. It kind of just felt like another, and this is probably my brain 
in a way. This just felt like another failure, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, that's how that felt. Well, well, let me ask you this. Since that point, yeah. have you ever attempted suicide again? I have not. So you're right. I, I obviously changed my mind <laughs> in some way. I yeah. would say that's a pivot point. Yeah, you're right. I would say that that was a choice point and a point in your life where you decided to wake up, that you decided that you were going to stay in this life and deal with the pain and face the pain rather than trying to end it. Yes, I've definitely been doing that for a long time. (laughs) Right. So now let's shift a little bit to how you deal with the feelings and deal with the darkness that comes up. Because it sounds like even though you know that you're going, you know, you have children and Mm -hmm. you don't have the suicidal thoughts anymore, it sounds to me like Mm -hmm. you can still get to a pretty dark place. Is that accurate? Yes. yes, Okay. And describe the dark place. What happens? Where do you go? It's always there for me. Um, And if I stay busy, I can ignore it, but it's kind of always there. But I guess the dark place is just, I cannot figure out what the point is. And I said that earlier, so I apologize. I'm not reaching beyond that, but um, I guess it's just the places that, you know, I'm not useful to the people around me or maybe it would be even better off if I wasn't around, you know, just left or something. Those are the thoughts. So when in your life have you felt like a burden? Always. Tell me more about that. (laughs) That's so hard. Your conversations are hard to see. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Always. I mean, I had, um, you know, we had four kids and they were, they think it was just. You you were one of four kids. I was one of four. Yeah. And I think it was hard. Where were you in the lineup? Oldest. Mm -hmm. So. Tell me more about what it felt like as a little girl. Um, this is always fun to do. Um, it just, I just felt very much just as if I had to be very quiet um, to prevent, to, to keep things as calm as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just my, that's pretty much just how the whole, how I felt always to just be very quiet. Right. And so in the being very quiet to not be a burden, Do you think that you repressed and suppressed feelings, thoughts? All of them. (laughs) I mean, seriously, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So a big part of depression is suppressed feelings and thoughts. So here you are, this little girl who probably was pretty sensitive, who felt the burden of being one of four, but also being the oldest. So not only do you feel a burden to not be trouble, but it's almost like a sense of responsibility for watching over the others. And you had no outlet for any expression because you have identified or attached showing any emotion, being needy in any way is a burden to others. So you adopted a survival strategy of repressing your feelings and totally taking care of yourself, thinking you're on your own. And those two things 
are a recipe for depression and a deep sense of darkness because of two reasons. One, like I said, repressed, suppressed emotion leads to depression because it it takes so much energy to hold all that in and it weighs us down. It's sort of just, we just kind of numb ourselves. Second, when we feel like we can't ask for help and we feel like we're a burden, it reinforces the illusion of separation. And as humans, that's one of the most painful limiting beliefs that we have is that we're separate, that we're not connected, that we're on our own. That feeling, and this is what a lot of people don't understand about depression and what angers a lot of people about people that commit suicide. Because even I Mm -hmm. saw like on Facebook, people saying, yeah, I feel sad for them, but it's also very selfish, especially if you have a family. But I, but from what I understand about it and from people that I've talked to and from my own very dark moments, when you feel so separate from everything and anyone, it's almost a a direct access to the darkest place one can go to. Is this making sense to you? Very much. I do feel very separate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, even though you have a husband, and even though you have children, Mm -hmm. you feel this way because it's so wonderful to have love in our lives and to have children and to have a family and everything like that. However, at the core, the core of each one of us is our relationship with ourself and our relationship with our higher power. And if those two things aren't strong, then it's hard to feel connected to anything or anyone. And it's also hard to feel like there's a point to anything. (laughs) So for you, there's two things. One, the expression of everything that you've held inside for decades. It's doing the work. Well, I don't mean at people. I don't mean that you get, get, (laughs) you get permission to be a total, like, you know, emotional mess. You do it. You do it through the tools and expectation hangover. You do it through the tools and personal mastery. I I Mm -hmm. teach, I have a lot of emotional release work tools. You work with a therapist or a coach to help you with it. Um, And it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't, people think you have to go back and undo every single memory. No, it's more about unleashing the feelings of, of sadness, of anger, whatever it is. You don't have to attach it to what happened when you were two and then what happened when you were seven. If specific mm-hmm. memories come up, that's great, but it's more about getting the emotion up and out. You know, when I was coming off of antidepressants, I did the temper tantrum technique sometimes every day because I just had so much feeling that just needed to move through my body. And then I made sure after I'd yell or have a good cry and I was never doing this at people, I would, I would nurture myself. I would do self-forgiveness. I'd forgive myself. I'd forgive any judgments. I'd take my little panda bear that my dad gave me the day I was born and nurture myself and (laughs) self-soothe myself. You know, I'd be the mother to myself. And I'm not saying that I did all that because I didn't have a good mother. I just didn't have a good mother inside of me. (laughs) I had a really fierce Mm -hmm, inner mm -hmm. critic and somebody tell me it was, you know, like it was all me and me. But mm-hmm. you also probably had a little bit, you know, if you had parents that had four kids, they might not have been really present. So that could have been hard. So it's like being the parent to yourself that, that you've never had. And then 
honestly, the way to the point to feeling what's the point is a connection with a higher power. That's it. That's it. And it can be God, spirit, universe, nature, whatever it means to you. But I don't know a better way to help us heal the illusion of separation other than a spiritual practice. And it takes time. And often, you know, for me and for a lot of other people that I've worked with, Sometimes it's hard to feel God until we get a lot of the anger and sadness out. I had to have a couple sessions where I was yelling at God, like, where were you when this happened? And how about this? <laughs> and I don't mm -hmm. believe in you and na, 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 na. And, and, and that actually helped open up my relationship to a higher power. But the point isn't in any external thing. Yes, being a parent is purposeful being a spouse, having a career, all those things are expressions and they matter. But that feeling you're feeling inside, that emptiness, that void, that is mm -hmm. lack of self-love and lack of the remembrance that you're so loved by God. So practicing the tools that you have, that's, you know, I've, I've done the personal mastery and it was excellent. So practicing those tools sounds like the way to go. Using the tools. Yes. Just knowing about okay. the tools and trying them once won't get mm -hmm. you very far. Okay. And it's so also important, especially in those times when we are feeling, and this is for people, you know, who maybe even in a worse place that you are now or are feeling really dark and really hopeless and really helpless to ask for mm -hmm. help. Like, you know, you, it's almost like I think that you wanted to ask for help way before you took all those pills and it took almost killing yourself to reach out. And I'm so glad you're here. And to anyone listening who may be in that dark place, please, please reach out and ask for help. And a lot of times, and I think people felt like this with the Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain situation. It's like we want help, but we're so afraid to show we're struggling. And so people in our life that care about us don't even know. You know, there have been times in my life where I've been really depressed and no one would know because on the outside, mm -hmm. I was really good at pulling it together. But inside, I was yep. so, I was inside, I was dying. Even people, even my own family, people that know me very mm -hmm. well, like I became adept at hiding it because I was ashamed. And my only way through those moments were when I reached out. And a lot of times it was too professional because again, the shame and that's okay. Now, when I have my dark moments or when I'm sad, I know the importance of connection and I know the importance of reaching out to my friends and loved ones. And so reaching out to me, Natasha, is an amazing step. And I encourage you to do more of it, to drop the pressure you put on yourself to have it together and also to drop any guilt that you may feel about, oh, my life is so great. I'm so blessed. Who am I to feel this way? Yep, definitely. That's true. How do you feel now? So a little confused. <laughs> confused. Um, but okay. I feel okay. What, mm -hmm. What's confusing? I'm, I just, I guess I just, I'm still not sure what my move is. I'm not sure, 
because I've done so many things in the last, you know, 20 years, seeing professionals, et cetera, et cetera, I guess I don't exactly know how to connect to a higher power and do all those things. So I, that's where I am. Yeah. Here's, I think that you've spent a lot of time seeing professionals talking about things versus really feeling them. So mm-hmm. I would recommend going and working with a somatic therapist. So you get to the feeling enough talking. You're you, and I say this because I see myself in you, you're very in your head. Mm-hmm. You get out of yeah. your head and into your body. And I think it's through that type of work that you can also connect more to a spiritual practice. Maybe it's Kundalini yoga. Maybe it's something where you're moving. Maybe it's time in nature. Who knows? But I think the first step is purging a lot of the repressed and suppressed emotions. And it's not going to be through talking about it. It's going to be through movement. It's going to be through somatic release. It's going to be through things like the temper tantrum technique. It's like, that's, that's the place you're at. So no more sitting on a couch talking about things in therapy. Enough of that. I said, well, that part sounds really good. Yeah. Not doing that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. And then also like, just kind of put it out there. The universe is great at, at when we're real, you know, this is when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I put something out to the universe earlier this year about something I was ready to look at and heal. And I found the perfect healers, (laughs) like, and, and did and it came at the okay. right time for the what what right what I needed it and I wouldn't have been ready before, so when you put it out there and you say okay I'm ready I'm ready for my spiritual practice you know people find it in different ways some, I mentioned Kundalini some people find it in there some people find it in you know um, a specific church or a non denominational place or they find a spiritual teacher or they do a vision quest there are so many paths to God. And I use the word God interchangeably with spirit, universe, divine love, whatever we want to call it. Be open. Let it find you. Okay. I'm open. It's like that. I don't know where the quote comes from, but it's what you're seeking is seeking you. So just know that you're so loved and connected and supported. Start asking for it. I will. Are you less confused now? Yes, I am. I'm less confused. So thank you. Beautiful. And do you feel a little more hopeful? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do. And then just one last question. What's the point? What's the point of your life? I still don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I will find out. It's to know, to really know that you are one, you are connected, and you are loved. And actually the point of life... Really, the point of life is to enjoy it. That's the point. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Believe me, our souls want to be here in this human body because it's the only way we get to really experience the joys and pleasures of all the human things. So the point of your life, Natasha, is to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will do my best. Hmm. I will. I swear. Promise. What's one thing you can do today to enjoy your life? I'm failing this quiz that you're giving me. There's no failing. Um, What's one thing I can do? Um, Just enjoy my husband's jokes because they're hilarious. Sometimes I try to hide it because it's his head. (laughs) Good. I want you to. That's what I want to be an assignment every day. Find joy. 
what can I do that's joyful for me today? I, I go out in the world and I look for things to make me happy. A smile from a stranger, a parking spot, the taste of dark chocolate, like whatever it may be. Collect evidence for how to enjoy your life. Give your children a hug. Just little things. I want you to be a joy detective. They don't have to be big. Okay. And that will start to shift the depression as well. Okay. I will do that. How do you feel now? Good. Good. Optimistic. Hopeful. Beautiful. I acknowledged Natasha in the call, but wanted to do so again because she had the courage to publicly talk about thoughts and feelings that I know many of you can relate to or someone who struggles like she does. Those of you who have similar feelings, I pray this episode brought a lightness to the darkness you may have felt. And for those of you who know someone who is in a dark place, I hope this gave you some deeper understanding. And again, in my coach's corner with Dr. Gail Saltz, she gives specific tips on what you can do if you're concerned someone is severely depressed, possibly suicidal. Okay, so let's dive into this call. First, I want to talk about why my tone was very neutral when Natasha was talking about her suicide attempt. It was important for her in releasing the shame and judgment that I held a space of compassion, but did not add any additional reaction to her sharing with me. I really wanted to make it okay for her to be able to talk about it and share about it because I know anything we keep inside that we judge or feel like others will judge is toxic. So that's why I asked her really direct questions like, what did you do? How close did you get? Also, I just wanted to get the facts from her so I could support her in being able to talk about it. And so it could help those of you listening as well as help me support her in moving past it. What's interesting to note is that Natasha did not see her suicide attempt as a pivot point. She saw it more as, in her words, a failure. I don't think she meant just failure in that she was not successful at suicide, but also she judged herself as a failure for getting so low that she even tried it. But it was a pivot point. The truth is Natasha never got that low again. Something kept her alive, kept her here. She asked for help, but had to get to the point of almost dying to ask for it. So to Natasha and to all of you listening, don't get that extreme before you ask for help. Please, please, please ask for help. And you don't have to be super, super, super down in the dumps or suicidal to ask for help. If you're just having a dark moment, reach out. If you just need support, reach out. If you just want to feel connected, reach out. Your friends and family may not know the extent to which you are suffering, and I promise you they want to know. I shared in this episode that during some of the dark times in my life, I did not reach out to friends and family. And when I discussed that with them later, 100% of them said, I wish you would have reached out. But I get it. I really get it. When you're in a dark place, you feel hopeless. You feel like a burden. You feel like people won't understand you and you're just so over yourself in your life sometimes in your sadness that you don't feel like talking about it, but you must. If you're listening right now and you're in a dark place, sometimes you really need to get the help of others to get out of it. Do not have to do it on your own. And if you feel like there's no one to reach out to and you've had suicidal thoughts or even just fleeting thoughts of them, you can call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 822 Five, five, 24 hours, seven days a week, free and confidential resource. There is help. There is support. You're not on your own. Which brings me to what, from my point of view, is a recipe of depression, feeling alone and suppressed feelings. You heard from Natasha that she felt like a burden for most of her life and felt like she had to keep all her emotions inside. She's been stuffing and feeling since she was a child and felt like she could never ask for help. No wonder she felt depressed. No wonder she felt like she was in a dark place. 
If you feel your very existence is a burden to others, no wonder you may be questioning the point of your life. So I encourage Natasha and I'm encouraging those of you who relate to get more connected. That involves reaching out, asking for help, and connecting to a higher power. Honestly, I don't know a better way to heal the misunderstanding that we're not on our own and separate than a connection to the universe. Connection to other people is important as well, but we're not with people all the time. So we need that connection to the universe. God, spirit, I don't care what you call it, just connect to it. Now I know some of you feel that already, and I know others of you long to feel it or question whether any kind of higher power exists. I am not here to impose any belief system on you or convince you that a higher power exists at all. I will say though, based on my own personal experience, that I have no doubt there is some kind of universal force of unconditional love that we are all connected to and connects us. If you disagree, I respect that. If you want to agree in the sense that you'd like to experience that connection, here are some suggestions. Just study it. Go find resources, read books, listen to podcasts, listen to music, hire a spiritual teacher, try out different non-denominational churches or regular churches or spiritual centers. Just start to be a seeker. Develop some kind of spiritual practice, meditation. There's so many free meditation apps, Insight Timer, Headspace, Calm. They're all free. Well, are they all free? I know Insight Timer is, but just Google meditation apps. They're out there. Just go into the app store and look for them. A yoga practice, any kind of yoga is fine. Kundalini is actually a great yoga practice that helps you connect to a spiritual power. Chanting, mantras, spend time in nature, clean up your feelings about God. Like I said, I had to release a lot of anger and where were you when this happened feelings towards God. And ask, pray. If the word prayer doesn't work for you, just say something out loud like, hey universe, or whatever you're called, not sure I believe in you or that you're truly there, but I'm willing to start to believe. So I'd like your help. Show me you exist. Give me some kind of sign or direct me to the people or resources that could help me understand and experience you. All of us have access to the love from the universe. Love yourself enough to explore and deepen the connection. And I hope what I'm about to say now may help some of you who've had a friend or family member take their own lives. When a person feels so separate from everyone and in such a dark place, that person often truly believes that they won't be missed and they're a burden. I understand suicide seems like a very selfish act and it's not something I can really explain or make sense of. However, holding resentment at anyone who's attempted or been successful at taking their own life doesn't serve you. Let it go. Stop trying to make sense of it. Shifting gears back to Natasha and the darkness she felt, I emphasize the importance of getting the emotion out. You don't have to analyze and process everything. It's important to move emotion from your body. You don't have to attach it to certain memories. It helps to sometimes, but you don't have to process like every single bad experience. There's a theme of sadness in your life. There's a theme of anger. There's a theme of shame. Once you start processing that and letting it out, just the theme of feelings, that's great. You can start to release it and then forgive it. You don't have to psychoanalyze every memory. And it's very important that after you release, after any kind of emotional or somatic experience, that you fill yourself with good feelings, nurturing, self-soothing, pleasure. Very, very important after you empty your emotional tank to fill it up with good feelings. The other thing I emphasized to Natasha was actually using the tools, knowing about the tools and just trying them once will not get you very far. Just reading books and talking about things, mm, not really true integration, just awareness. So get out of your head, use the tools and start to see the shifts once you release and express those feelings. 
So some takeaways for you, reach out for help, let go of shame, drop the pressure to have it all together, drop the guilt that you have so much. So you feel bad reaching out and asking for help when you feel sad, ask the universe for some help, ask the universe for connection. What you are seeking is seeking you. And finally, please go enjoy your life. Find some joy. We are here to experience the joys and pleasures of a human life. And before I sign off, I want to ask you for a major massive favor, which is to help my podcast stay free to download with minimal ads. So please go and take the podcast one survey. Your responses will help align the appropriate advertisers to you, my audience. The survey is short and completely anonymous. It takes no more than five minutes. Just go to podcastone.com slash my survey. If you filled out a survey in the past, thank you, but we still need you to do it again. Doing this for Over It and On With It and me and Podcast One is a huge favor. So thank you so much for supporting my program and for taking time to complete the survey. All right, everybody, that's our show for this week. Until next time, sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 